Our God is healer and miracle worker. Nothing is too hard for him and he is a God who does not change. Jesus when he walked the earth spent much of his ministry in healing and performing miracles. In this sermon we are going to look at how God wants to intervene in our situations and release his creative power to alter them and what it will take for us to see the glory of God manifest in healings and miracles. All right. Um today is a special service uh, it's our miracle and healing service so everything we we're going to focus on that just praying and ministering to people and um, and and just expecting god to do wonderful things here uh before we get into god's word and get into our time of uh, prayer ministry and expecting god to do healings and miracles here uh we're going to uh stand up make our declaration and then we will get into god's word so let's rise to our feet please all of us if we could do this together uh, if you brought your bible just i want you to hold your bible high up in the air and uh, say this out loud bold and strong together this is god's word this is god speaking to me i am who god says i am i can do what god says i can do i will become everything god has promised i'm saved healed delivered redeemed i'm blessed victorious prosperous triumphant i'm a minister of god a servant of christ and a channel of his blessing to many people i receive his word i believe his word and i live by his word christ is my master and to him i am an absolute surrender in jesus name amen God bless you. Please say hi to the person sitting next to you and and you may be seated. I'm going to just uh speak to us for maybe for about 20 minutes, short message. It's not going to be too long, 20 25 minutes and then we're going to get into a time of just ministering and and um seeing what God will do for us and amongst us. I want to remind us this morning on the fact that our God is healer and miracle worker. Amen. That's who our God is. He is healer and he is miracle worker. Let's begin by just looking at a few verses in the book of Psalms, Psalm 107. I'll read verses 19 through 21. Psalm 107 verses 19 through 21. It says, "Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses." They cried out to God in their trouble. Thank God there's somebody you can cry out to when you're in trouble. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses. That is our God. That we could indeed cry out to him in our trouble. Troubles do come, all kinds of things do happen in life, but we can cry out to God in our trouble and he does save us. he saved them out of their distresses all their troubles verse 20 then he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction so his word is so important it says he sent his word god uses his word in response to our cry for help he sends his word he sent his word and healed them by the power of his word So his word is so important. His word brings healing. He sent his word and 
healed them and delivered them out of all their distresses. He delivered them. That's our God. We cry out to Him in our trouble. He saves us out of our distresses. He sends His word. He heals us and He delivers us out of our destructions. And then what do we do? Verse 21. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of man. So we give thanks to God. God, thank you. You've done wonderful things. You've been good to us. So throughout the Bible, we see God who heals and who works miracles. And the Bible tells us that this God has not changed. The God of the Bible has not changed. Amen? Malachi 3 verse 6, he says, I am God, I do not change. So the God of the Old Testament is also the God of the New Testament. And the God of the New Testament is also the God of today. He has not changed. I am God, I do not change. Or the New Testament parallel to that is Hebrews 13 verse 8, which all of us know. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and for what he did in the, in the Gospels, he will also do today. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he intervenes in our circumstances. He intervenes in our situations. One of the things the Bible reminds us, and it might seem rather obvious, but we need to be reminded. The Bible reminds us or challenges us with this question. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? Think about God. It's only three words, three letters, G-O-D, but God, (laughs) infinite. We're talking about somebody who is so great, so infinite, so big. And he's saying, is there anything too hard for me? Is anything too difficult for me? He's creator. He's God. You know, when the angel came to Sarah in Genesis 18 and, you know, and Sarah was, Abram and Sarah, you know this story. They, Sarah was really old at this time and, and the angel comes and tells her that you're going to have a child. She laughs because, hey, this is, you've got the wrong address. It's that young lady next door, <laughs> not me. She laughs. But the angel responds in Genesis the 18th chapter, I think it's verse 14 and saying, is there anything too hard for God? So Sarah, why are you laughing? Is there anything too hard for God? Yes, this promise is incredible. This promise is is something out of this world. When God is speaking to you and saying he's going to do this and this in your life. And I know this is the reaction that's coming. You're laughing at it. But Sarah, is there anything too hard for God? Something similar happened to Mary when angel Gabriel came to her and announced to her... Mary, you are favored by God. The power of the highest will come upon you. And you are going to have a child. And then the angel assured Mary with this verse. In Luke, in Luke 137 with this word. For with God, nothing is impossible. So Mary, I know I've told you something strange. That you're going to have a child without knowing a man. By the power of the Holy Spirit. But I want to tell you, with God, nothing is. See, God is creator and he can do anything with his creation. He can even change the normal way of working 
of, of, of what he has created. And in this case, he intervened in, in, in Mary's body and caused her to have a child. But Mary's response is something we can learn from because Mary responded to what the angel said and, and she said this, Be it unto me according to your words. Be it unto me according to your What you've said, I accept. Be it unto me according to your God, nothing will be impossible. Be it unto me according to your word. And then angel, uh, Mary went to meet her cousin Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, by the Holy Spirit, said, This is Luke 1, I think it's verse 45. Elizabeth, by the Holy Spirit, says, Blessed are you who believe, for there will be a performance of those things which were spoken to you by the Lord. Blessed are you who believe. God gave you this word, you believe that word. Blessed are you. Because now you are going to see a performance of those things. That God has spoken. Amen. There's nothing impossible with God. You believe that word. He sends us his word. You believe that word. You will see a performance of those things. Which are spoken to you by the Lord. Now God can do anything. He's healer. He's miracle worker. Think about this widow woman. Who only had a jar of oil. And she was in big debt. Now God released his creative power. Into that little jar of oil. Because he's creator. He's God. He can do anything. He releases his creative power into the little jar of oil. And the oil keeps multiplying. And she just keeps pouring out of it. She sells the extra oil. Clears her debt. Puts the rest of the money in the bank. She lives out of it for the rest of her life. God's creative power goes into that jar of oil. God's intervention in her situation to help her with her financial problem. Think about the other woman, the widow woman in Zarephath. All she had was little flour left and little oil left. And God's creative power goes into the flour and the oil. And she's able to cook maybe a thousand meals for her, for her son, and for the prophet who tags along. And they live off it. Until the famine passes. But God's power gets into that. He created all of that. He causes it to multiply. Now, I know we live in a different time. But the God of the Bible has not changed. He can still release his creative power into our situations. It may not necessarily be that jar of oil. It may be something else into which God releases his creative power. Into your life, into my life. To alter, to change to turn around our circumstances our situations amen last sunday i, I didn't get permission to share this testimony but i hope it's okay <laughs> uh i think two sundays ago during the service we prayed we released a word about uh the red sea and the god just making a way through the red sea if some of you remember that and there was one person here uh who received that word and she prayed that moment for uh couple of people that she was very, I think their relatives, that she was really burned about. She prayed for them right here. During that moment, that word was released. She received that word. She prayed. One, and she came and shared this last Sunday. Uh, I didn't get permission to share it, so I won't disclose anything other than the story. But she came and shared this last Sunday. One of the people she was praying for uh, was, had to get married but as part of the whole marriage thing, they had promised to bring a certain amount of gold to give, you know. Some of us know. <laughs> All right. 
But it was the eve of the wedding and they were short by a significant amount of gold. They didn't have the money for it. And, uh, uh, but it was the eve of the wedding. What do you do? Next day, wedding is going to happen. But they don't have that amount of gold that was promised. But this person here was praying for that person, that family member, whoever that, that was going to get married. They knew the situation. Say, God, this is a Red Sea situation. Looks impossible. But you know what happened? So they were in their distress. And I'm sure others may have been praying for them. The Lord heard their cry. The next morning, somebody came to them. And they had heard about the situation. And they gave that amount of gold to them. They gave it to them. They gave it to them. So here, and the wedding happens. God still works in our situation. Amen? And the second one was a healing miracle. And I don't remember the details, so I won't attempt to narrate that. But, but God hears our cry. He still intervenes. The, the, the situations may be much different from the way it's written in the Bible. But he's the, still the same God. And he still knows how to intervene. How to turn things around. He still works miracles. Amen? Now when Jesus walked the earth, one of the things he, he did, he came to do was to... The Bible calls him as the image of the invisible God. So this invisible God that we were unable to see tangibly, Jesus came as this image, the expression, the visible expression, the tangible expression of this invisible God. So the Bible calls him as the image of the invisible God. So when you see Jesus, you're seeing revealed to us, this invisible God that you know, otherwise we would not know exactly what his character, his nature, his person is. And so as Jesus walks this earth, God walking this earth, one of the things or much of his time is spent in healing, in delivering people, in, in doing miracles here on earth. Now why would he even bother turning water to wine? I mean it's kind of embarrassing for us preachers, you know. To tell people don't drink wine and then hear Jesus first miracle he turns water to wine. I mean that's a big theological part, this difficulty, right? I mean Jesus, if you had done some other miracle at least it would have been easier for us preachers. But yet the first miracle that Jesus does is to turn water to... Now don't go and drink wine. <laughs> I'm not even getting into that theological discussion, right? But I'm just saying, why would he even do that? Just to let us know, look... I can step into your situation and I can turn it around for you. Amen? Even if it means doing something like water to wine at a wedding. I mean, this wasn't a very spiritual place. It wasn't inside church. It wasn't inside the synagogue. It was some wedding feast that he was invited to. And he goes and turns water to wine. The first miracle. The Bible says, this beginning of miracles. Now, we would have thought the beginning of miracles would happen in the synagogue or some, some holy place. You know, In a wedding. Where normally people get drunk, you know, and they're all walking out in stupor. Where did you go into a miracle service? What happened? You got drunk, you know. No, I don't know. It's like I'm just making that part up, please. <laughs> anyway, the point is, he steps into our situations. He steps into our difficulties. And he does things for us. He's not a partial God. If he loves one person, he would definitely love the other person. He's no, he has no favorites. He's not partial. And the Bible records of so many healings and so many miracles that people would come to him. Crowds would come to him. 
and Jesus would heal them. So Jesus healed everybody who came to him in faith. And he healed every person the father sent him to. He healed everybody who came to him in faith. And he healed everybody the father sent him to. But there were other people, especially in his own hometown, who refused to accept him. Jesus, we know who he is, Joseph's son. We've seen him around playing marbles here and doing all that. You're telling us he's working miracles? No, can't be. He must be tricking the people, must be fooling all the people. And so the Bible says in his own hometown, he could not do many mighty works. Because people didn't believe. But to all who came to him in faith, and to all the Father sent him to, he worked miracles. He healed them. He's the same today. What he asks of us is to come in faith. That's the only thing. Just come believing. Just believe that I'm your healer. Believe that I can work, I can cause a breakthrough in your situation, your circumstance. Believe I'll do it. There was this woman in Mark 5. For 12 years she suffered. That was a long time. 12 years. The Bible says she had a problem, an issue of blood. And, and, and she'd spent a lot of money trying to get well. She'd gone to various doctors. Spent a lot of money. 12 years. And then she heard. About Jesus. She heard what others were doing. That others were going and touching his garment and getting well. That Jesus would put his hands on people and make them well. And she heard about all of that and she said, you know, it's my turn. I'm going to go. And I believe that when I touch the hem of his garment, I too will be made well. She was just like one of us. She had a need. She had done her part of trying to get well. But now she said, I'm going to go to Jesus. I'll just touch the hem of his garment and I'll be well. And so she makes her way to the crowd. She touches the hem of his garment. The Bible says immediately, virtue went out of him and healed her. Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? Because her touch was different. It was a touch of faith. And Jesus told her, daughter, your faith has made you. That was all that was required. Faith. Believe. Now, we have the story of Jairus. You know, sometimes when you start going towards the Lord, things get worse in your life. That's what happened to Jairus. He heard about Jesus. He said, okay, I'm going to go to Jesus. My daughter is, you know, really, really, really sick. So he says, Jesus, can you come? My daughter is really sick. Can you come and heal her? Lay your hand upon her and I know she'll get well. So Jesus agreed. Jesus and Jairus are walking back to his house. And on the way, the news comes. Don't trouble the master. She's already dead. So Jairus must be thinking, man, I should have gone to Jesus the day before. I should have gone to Jesus a little earlier. You're going to Jesus and things are getting worse. But what, is, what was the Lord's response in such a situation where things have actually gotten worse from the time you started going towards him? What was his response? Four simple words. Fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. So things actually got worse for Jairus. His daughter's dead. They haven't yet reached home. The news is saying, don't worry, it's, it's over. But the Lord's response is, fear not, only believe. So when things get worse, what do you think Jesus is telling us? Man, you should have called me two days ago. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, fear not, only believe. In other words, don't quit believing just because things have become worse. Don't let fear come into your heart. Fear not, only believe. The same thing with Lazarus. Jesus comes there and Martha says, Lord, 
If only you had come a little earlier. It's like calling your pastor. He always comes late. (laughs) If only you had come a little earlier. My brother would not have. If only he'd come a little earlier. But now the funeral's over. We put him in the tomb. Stones closed, sealed. Lord, if you had only come a little earlier. If you'd only stepped into my life a year ago. Or if you'd only stepped into my situation six months back. I wouldn't be where I am. Whatever. I'm just making this time out. What was the Lord's response in that? John 11 and verse 40. Jesus spoke to Martha. He said, Martha, haven't I told you? If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Yeah, things seem to really be really bad. It's like the, it's all this whole thing is over. It's gone. But Jesus is saying, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. So what do we do in our situations, in our life situations where, you know, things like that case is, it's over. The wonderful testimony, Rupert and Ruby. A dream was resurrected. He steps in. If you believe, you will see the glory of That's what he challenges us. Now, how he's going to work the miracle is going to be different in each of our lives. How he's going to turn things around. How he's going to resurrect a dream. How he's going to bring back something. It's, it's going to be varied. It's going to be different in each of our lives. But he all calls all of us with this statement, with this word. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Each one of us is given that opportunity. If you'll believe, you will see the glory of God. You will see what God can do for you in your situation, in your circumstance. You may have thought it's all over, gone. Funeral's over, everybody's gone. Now he's coming. But he comes with a word. He sends his word. If you believe, you will see the glory of That's what he gives us. He invites us. So here's an invitation for all of us this morning. Our God is still healer. Our God is still miracle worker. And I don't know what area of life where you and I may need a miracle, where you and I may need God's divine intervention. It may be something in our bodies, a healing for our physical condition. It could be something emotional, a healing for our mind or emotions. It could be some intervention in our situation, in our circumstance. But this is the same word he speaks to all of us. If you will believe, you will see the glory of God. You'll see God do something that manifest that displays his glory how great he is how good he is how loving he is how compassionate he is you will see the glory of god i just want to close with these two verses here just reminding us that you know we have been commissioned by god to work this to do this in mark 16 17 and 18 these verses are familiar to all of us jesus tells his disciples he says these signs these supernatural things will accompany, will come along with those who believe. For those who believe, these signs, these supernatural things will accompany them, will come with them. In my name, using the authority of my name, they will cast out devils. They will undo what the devils are doing. They will speak with new tongues. They will experience the baptism and the work of the Holy Spirit. They will take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. That doesn't mean doesn't mean we purposely go and you know run after snakes or purposely drink stuff no but when the situation if there's a situation there but you need to do something that's against the natural law against natural order you step in because you're a believer and you do it in the name of Jesus and he will 
at that moment on your behalf and mine, he will suspend the natural order of things. That even if you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. It will take up serpents in his name. Not hurt you. And then he says, they will lay hands on the sick and they will. He's never withdrawn this commission. He's always said, these things will accompany those who believe. These supernatural things will accompany those who believe, 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 believe. They will lay hands on the sick. They will recover. They will cast out devils. They will undo what the devil is doing. And the second passage I want to bring our attention to before we bring, get it in prayer. Is in James 5, 14 through 16. But Jesus says, or James writes in James 5, 14 through 16. James writes, he's writing to the church. He's saying, is any sick among you? You're sick, some problem in your body. What should you do? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him call people in church. Call. Let them anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise him the Lord will raise him what we do we pray the prayer of faith we pray in faith but who does the work the Lord the Lord will raise him and if there are any issues of sin if he has committed any sin they will be forgiven it's gone he's never withdrawn this instruction he's given it to the church for us to act upon for us to use is there any sick among you Call for the elders. So they call people from the church. Let them pray for him. Anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the Lord will raise him up. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? No. Nothing too hard. So we just pray. And the Lord will do the work. Amen. And there's another way that healing comes. Which I just want to highlight. In the next verse. In verse 16. Confess your faults to one another. And pray for one another that you may be healed so healing can come through verses 14 and 15 but also through verse because sometimes there could be a roadblock there could be something hindering the flow of God's power into our lives and what is it verse 60 confess your faults to one another that means doesn't mean like simply go and tell everybody you've done wrong. That's not the point. The point is, if I've hurt my brother, if I've wronged my brother or somebody here in the church, what do I need to do? I need to go and tell him, hey, I'm sorry. And you pray with each other. That you may be healed. So there could be something blocking my healing. It's my wrongdoing with my brother or sister. So what should I do? Go confess. Tell him, hey, I'm sorry. Acknowledge it. Confession means to acknowledge. So go tell him. Hey, I've done something. Confess your faults to one another. And you pray. And what will happen? Healing come. Are you listening? It's given to us believers. It's instruction for us. Because sometimes my breakdown in relationship, it could be that roadblock that's hindering the flow of God's power into my life or into my situation, my circumstance. So here I am, I'm crying out to God, say, God, do something, God, God, intervene. And, but if I have not righted my relationship with somebody, screw, do it, get it right. You'll be healed. Intervention will come. Something will take place. Are you with me? That's in the scripture. It's for us to practice. It's for us to apply. Do it in your life. You'll see the results. I'm not saying, and the scripture does not tell us, 
that every hindrance to healing is because of this. I'm just saying it's one of the things if it is there. So you just have, we just have to pray and say, God, have I hurt anybody? Have I wronged anybody? Have, have I been unfair, unjust to anybody? Okay? It's within, if it's within my power to get it right, let me get it right. Otherwise, everything is fine. You're with me? I'm not saying that every roadblock to healing is just that. I'm saying it's one of the things. We just need to just examine our hearts and get it right. So this morning, what we're going to do is this. We're going to believe God. We're going to pray. Believe God for healings, for miracles to take place right here in our midst. Like I said, some of us may have a need, physical need in our body. Some of us may have something that's emotional. Some of us may have something in our circumstance, a situation that we need God to intervene in. We're going to pray for all of that because God is healer and God is miracle worker. And this morning, our eyes are on the Lord's because it's the Lord who's going to intervene. It's the Lord who's going to do the work. Amen? So our eyes are on the Lord. But we're going to pray. So we're going to, uh, let me back up. We're going to first just spend a few moments and worship the Lord, just invite His presence. Just His very presence can bring healing. Just His very presence. So we're going to worship God a little bit, invite His presence, believe God for His healing presence to come here. And then I'm going to pray a general prayer. Just pray for God's healing miracle to take place. Just pray a gentle prayer. And right then, as we pray, as we worship, I want you to engage with God. Say, God, heal me. Or God, do this in my life. I want you to engage with God. And right after that, we also want you to come. If you like to, again, it's not a compulsion, but we are making ourselves available. We are here to connect with faith and act on the word. The word says, let people pray for you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. So we have our leaders here. What we will do is, after I pray that general prayer, we're going to open this time up for you to come. And you can just go to any one of them. Don't have to you know, worry. Just dashes will help guide the traffic here, the flow of people. And you can just go to any one of them. They're going to just anoint you with the oil in the name of the Lord. They're going to pray for you. You can tell them, please pray for this or for this. It could be a healing need. It could be circumstance. It could be situation. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Our God is healer. Our God's miracle worker. So you come forward uh, to anyone. They just pray with you. And once you receive prayer, you go back. But what we're also going to do, as all of this is happening, if you feel God's touch upon your life, you feel there's a miracle taking place in your life, I want you to just walk up to the stage here and share what God is doing. All right? Now, don't get offended with me, but I just want to make something clear. If you feel God is doing something here and now, okay, not six years ago, all right? Something God's doing here and now. Is that okay? Then you come up and you share. Because if I say any testimony, I'm sure all of us will come up. right? So just to make it clear. If you feel that God is doing something in your life, right here, right now. right? Either it's a healing thing or something that God is touching you in, in a special way. Then I want you to come up. So while the worship, while we're continuing to pray and minister, we'll also take any testimonies. Is that okay? So we can know what God is doing. You know, maybe uh, there was a growth and it disappeared. Or you know, maybe, you, you know, you had one leg shorter than the other and it grew. Do you believe these things can happen? Right? Or you couldn't move your arm a certain way. Your mobility was limited. But now, you know, right here as we are praying and ministering, you now your mobility is restored. Just come up and say, you know, this is what happened. 
And just give that word of testimony. It's going to cause faith to rise up. And for us, as, we, as, as we're doing this, to see that God is right now doing things in our man. Amen? Well, let's just do it in a real orderly way, in a way that's honoring God as we, as we do all of this together. So, let's please stand to our feet. We're going to worship God a few minutes, and then I will pray, and then I'll open up this, uh, the whole service so that you can come and receive prayer. If there are any of our other pastors here, I just want you to come and just stand here so that you can pray for people. We're going to pray and just minister. The ushers will help guide uh, the whole flow of, uh, of people towards the front. Okay, so let's just pray. And as we worship God, as the team leads us in worship for a few minutes, I want you to connect with God, right? This morning, we are looking to the Lord. We're not looking to some man because it's not man who's going to do the work. We are looking to the Lord. He is our healer. He is our miracle worker. The God of the Bible is the God of today. He hasn't changed. We're going to look to Him. And you look. And if you have somebody else that you want to pray for, like the person did a couple of Sundays ago, she was praying for somebody else that uh, maybe a family member, a relative. You can also do that. Just pray for them. Extend your faith for them. They may not be here today. You can reach out to God on their behalf. So let's just worship God this morning for a few moments. Invite His healing, miracle-working presence here this morning.
that over our lives, over our situation, over our families and our loved ones. Our God is a God of impossibilities. Impossible for you. For you hold my world in your hands. Nothing, nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible for you. For you hold my world in your hand. I believe you're my healer. I believe you are all I We're going to pray together as we just believe God for healings and miracles. And then we're going to open this time up for you to come and receive prayer to the leaders standing in front. I want to pray first of all for those who might be in, in debt financially. God of the Bible is a miracle working God. He can intervene in, in those difficult financial situations. Where there is debt where there is shortage, there is a lack, there is insufficiency. We believe in God who works miracles. So this morning as I pray, if you are in any kind of a situation like that, I want you to agree with me and say, God, I believe that you'll do it in my life. How he's going to do it, we let him decide. How he's going to send you that help you need, we let God work that out. But just join, let's join together. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we pray, God, for people who might be in debt financially, whether it's their personal lives, whether it's their organization, their business. Oh, God, right now, Father, in Jesus' name, we join our faith and we invite you to send deliverance, God. Send deliverance into that situation in the name of Jesus. God, we pray you will release your miracle-working power, God. Send your deliverance, God, to turn that financial situation around. Lord, to turn that situation of insufficiency to a one of abundance, supernaturally, God. That they will know it's only by the work of God. That because of favor, because of supernatural release of supply, money coming in supernaturally, God, because of favor of people, because of a change of heart of people, that money will be released into those situations. And God, we pray that you will send such deliverance into those situations in the name of Jesus. Even for contracts to come in supernaturally. For business deals to come in supernaturally. That God will release that. God will cause that to come in. In the name of Jesus. Let there be supernatural increase. We just thank you Father. 
we thank you for it. And if you're praying with me for that kind of a situation, you just say amen in your heart. You say, God, I receive it. I'm expecting it. How you do it, God, is up to you. But I'm receiving it, God. I'm receiving it. I'm going to look for what? Look for this. Now let's pray for healing, for God just to work healing in our midst this morning. I'm going to pray a general prayer. Now after that, you can just come and receive prayer from these leaders here. Father, we just invite your healing power, Lord, the healing power of the Holy Spirit to come right now, touching bodies, healing people, healing the bones, the joints. Let your healing power flow, God. Your miracle-working power can do anything in our bodies. Healing the bones, healing the joints, restoring organs. Oh, God, restoring normal functioning of every part of our body, of the systems in our body, of our brain. Lord, let your healing power flow right now in the name of Jesus. And I take authority over every devil that's causing that infirmity, every devil, every spirit of infirmity causing pain, ailments, disorders, malfunctioning of the systems in the body, every spirit of infirmity I command you to go in Jesus name release God's people and I release the healing of God into their bodies in Jesus name restoring health restoring the proper functioning of their bodies I command tumors and growths to disappear in the name of Jesus I command restoration of the nervous system when nerves have been sphered and and, and being damaged, the command restoration supernaturally. There will be a restoration of those functions in Jesus' name. Release, Lord, your healing. I'll take authority over the spirits that cause those incurable diseases and cause chronic conditions and use spirits of infirmity. You leave in Jesus' name. Let people be healed, even of arthritic conditions, be healed in the name of Jesus. Let they all pain go. They be completely free from pain. Because God, you are our healer. You are the restorer of our bodies. We give you thanks, Father God. Lord, whatever the situation, whatever the miracles are, as people pray, we ask that according as what we've read in your word, you will hear our cry and send your salvation. Send your saving, healing, delivering, miracle-working power, God, to our lives. Thank you, God. Father, we just thank you for what you are doing for your people, God. We thank you for your power that's being released to God. And even as we continue praying and ministering, we pray that mighty things will take place. And we will hear of great testimonies, great reports, Lord, of the wonderful things you've done for your people. We just thank you, God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Father, and the sweet fellowship of his holy spirit be with each one of us always amen we trust that this message was a blessing to you we'd love to hear from you you can email us at contact at apcwo.org also visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources thank you for listening and god bless you